Welcome to All Things in the Name of Love. If you like this show, please like, subscribe, and share. Thanks. Welcome to another episode of All Things in the Name of Love. Today I have with me a beautiful soul that I recently met named Corby Mitleid. And among the other things, um, I mean, including her amazing energy, um, she's, a, she's developed amazing psychic abilities. Um, she's a certified master tarot instructor. Apparently I'm doing this anyways, even though I wasn't going to. <laughs> a minister of Mazelzacek, which I am, I still want to have another conversation with you about that, but not today. Um, Cause that like brings me back to Atlantis. Um, and we discussed before I turned on the record button that she and I want to talk about what practical intuition is. But first I want to talk a little bit about your background because I think it's just fascinating that you've taken this life path after having very grounded third dimensional family members. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Mm-hmm. So where do you want me to start? I want you to start as like when, I mean, I know I was different when I was little and I can tell you knew you were different mm -hmm. too. So when did you start, oh. when did you start like really tuning in to stepping out of that very small box that you were in and find it forging your path? When I was nine, I read wow. a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes, kids book. But instead of thinking, ooh, that's scary or ha, 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 I thought, and your point is, I knew there was magic in the world. I wanted to go find it. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward to 1973. I was a senior in high school. That was the year Live and Let Die came out with Jane Seymour as Solitaire, the reader. And Spencer Gifts had the James Bond 007 tarot deck, and I bought it because we were all hippies then. You had your elephant bell bottoms and your David Crosby fringe jacket and your deck. Now. Five years later, everybody else had moved on to roller skates and disco balls. I was still reading because I loved the cards. So for 20 years, read for friends, keeping my ego out of it and making sure that I'd be a clear channel. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, in the early 90s, I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training. That's when the universe handed me my draft notice and said, hello, you're working for us. Mm -hmm. So I did it part-time. Meanwhile, a very checkered career, actress, author, inspirational speaker, video producer, legal assistant, writer for the graphic novel series, ElfQuest, executive recruiter, psychic work always on the side until 9-11. Mm -hmm. mm. When my husband and I watched the towers burn and I turned to him and I say, I need to do the work full time. They mm -hmm. need to know there are other answers out there. Mm -hmm. He said, I believe in you. Go do it. Mm. And since then, six days a week, 14 hours a day, I read about a thousand people a year. And I get to get up every morning. I don't have to get up every morning. That's mm -hmm. the big key. That is a huge difference because when we're actually following that deep intuition, as yep. opposed to like doing what we think we have to do, um, it just feels so much better. Like I remember when I, my, my past is um, very, very 3D until mm -hmm. my dad died in two, like, very awake as a kid, shut it down when I was 10, mm -hmm. numbed myself out until my dad died in 2009 and went, woke up again. Like it's been this beautiful, amazing journey of like finding all the programs and subconscious things and all the past lives and all the blah, 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 blah. And yep. in 2000, um, 
I got a call to stop being an historian and start doing body talk work. And I also got called to like have this podcast in 2019. I'm like, what is this about? This is like, wait, what? I, I don't have anything to say. Well, have guests. Um, like just stopping the program mm -hmm. and allowing myself to do what my heart wants versus mm -hmm. what the program says has been so amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing when I hear that you were a historian because my husband and I met at the old Rhinebeck Aerodrome because both of us love World War I aviation. That's uh, or as he is very fond of telling people, there was this gorgeous brunette who knew the difference between a Fokker DR1 and an F1 based on the wings because they had to marry him. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And and my love of history, which I've had since I was in Central Digits, is why I am a past life specialist. Mm. You know, talking about practical intuition, when the universe hands you your draft notice and says, greetings, and you take it, they go looking inside to see what you've got that they can use. Mm -hmm. Me, theater major at Brown University, professional actress, I understand characters and stories. Mm -hmm. Words are my drug of choice. I have written three books. I can tell the stories. And I've got history. Mm -hmm. So there could be somebody else who does past lives. And you show each of us the exact same vision. But if they don't have the background, They'll say, well, it's a big hat and a long skirt. It's a really fancy building. It must be somewhere in Europe. And I'll go, hobble skirt, picture hat, that kind of an ostrich feather. And you're in front of the Brandenburg Gate. So we're talking Berlin in 1911 or 1912. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, do not ask me to do spirit art because I cannot draw a stick figure with a sharp pencil and a lot of <laughs> prayer, not my wheelhouse. Yeah. I love that because like when we tune into that wheelhouse, like I have a lot of gifts. Many have not been manifested into the 3D yet because I have um, shiny object syndrome. <laughs> oh, little Miss Magpie. Got it. And so like to really just be focused on like right now, like, okay, what needs to be heard? Mm -hmm. Messages for, for my listeners. So yep. that seems to be what my focus is on. But I love working on animals. Like that's my wheelhouse too, is like, that brings me so much joy. When I see an animal go from like, bleh, to like back to their normal self or better, mm -hmm. like that's, that's my jam. And I always knew I was going to be a doctor. I just didn't know, I didn't want to cut anyone open. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know about it. I grew up in Connecticut. There was no energy healing in Fairfield County, Connecticut in the 1970s. Yeah, I'm so. not that far from you, darling. I'm <laughs> on the tip of the Catskills in New York, about an hour west of Albany. I so okay. Okay. Yeah. It's so like that energy of the, I'm living in Oregon now, but like that energy mm -hmm. of the Northeast, I mean, there's so much richness to it and yet there's so much density. Yes. So I can understand you, you, why it took you, you so long. And also, um, you know, I grew up, right across the river from Philly in South Jersey. Okay. Um, but my boot heels need to be in New York State. This mm -hmm. is home for me. But again, it's not the city. It's not Albany. I live in a tiny little bungalow in the middle of a 12-acre hayfield with mountains, and my next-door neighbors are sheep. I love now, for that. a girl who grew up in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, it's a different planet. 
Mm-hmm. But doing the work I do, this is restful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not having to block out lots of people. Right. So I get it. Yeah, I, I completely like I, Fairfield County, Connecticut, like I could not wait to get out of there um, mm-hmm. because the energy was a beautiful, beautiful land, beautiful land. People not so much don't like being don't like the energy of like, how can I put you down to make myself feel better? That is not an energy that works yes. for me. So um, when I finally made it out West, um, it felt like I was home. Um, It just took a longer time than I expected. Um, And that was my soul calling. And so I'm trying to pull this into like that space of how do you start tuning in to understand what your soul calling is and how like I know everybody has different levels of feeling like mine is mine is intuitive I'm very sensitive so I I feel it I sense it I know it um and every once in a while my team throws me a song with lyrics because I actually listen to lyrics (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then I get the guidance that way too so uh, what have you seen how have you opened your gifts up to experience that communication that's innate within us? Well, one of the things that I tell people is I'm not special. You can do what I do. We're all wired like the same house plan. As a matter of fact, I lost a reality show because I wouldn't let them lie and say, no one can do what Corbin does. It's not true. Um, I do tell people though, that they need boot camp. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to learn how to ground center and shield, keeping yourself safe. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them, this is the book that I started with myself decades ago. Mm. It's called Opening to Channel by Sanaya Roman and Dwayne Packer. It's still out there. It tells you how to stay safe. It gives you exercises. It makes sure you're staying on the right path. Mm-hmm. Then you look at what you love. Just as I said, um, Spirit said she's an actress. She loves to right etc etc what can we use mm-hmm. um the other thing that if you really don't know what you're here for which is why would i do so you know in intuition what what's the purpose mm-hmm. is i tell people they need to find their sentence of passion and your sentence of passion is not who you are or what you do or even how you do it it's your vapor trail mm-hmm. when you go skidding into heaven on bald tires and fumes in the tank and god hands you a beer and says so you get to go I did this. Isn't it cool? Now, my sentence of passion is cross the bridge from fear to fearlessness and fly. When I can take somebody from point A to point B, when they thought they couldn't make it, I'm living my bliss. Mm-hmm. And I've done it in every job I've ever had. So, and do not, I don't care. Yeah, we, we all have intuition, but do not go to a psychic and say, what's my purpose, please? Because that's like going to your Russian lit class and he hands you war and peace and you hand it back and say, oh, come on, I know you've read it. Why don't you just tell me what's in it? Eh. Wrong answer. Um, you look at things like what things happened in your life that motivated you. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, let's say that you've always had trouble with money. Mm-hmm. You could go in three different directions. You could panic because you think you'll never have it. You could do everything you could to take to make money, and that's the only thing that's important. 
or you could decide I'm going to learn to live more simply. Notice it's three different mm -hmm. ways of looking at it. Mm -hmm. What is your comfort zone? What makes you happy? Uh, where does your happiness live is, is a better place to put that. Mm. Um, what are your skills? Now, skills are not psychic, psychometry, whatever, but is it, are you left brain or right brain? Mm -hmm. Do you run toward change or away from it? Mm -hmm. Do you work best hearing something, watching it or doing it yourself in terms of learning it? Mm -hmm. You look and you say, well, what kind of crises affected my life? Were you in the floods in Houston? Were you in the Northridge earthquake in 89? Like me, did you go through the cancer dance three times? What is it mm -hmm. that made powerful inroads into your life understanding? Mm -hmm. And the last thing is, what do you want to be remembered for? Me, I want to show people that they can be more than they thought and have them helplessly giggle when they remember what I taught them, because I am funny. Mm -hmm. That's when you can get somebody to laugh, they drop their shields and the information gets mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. So now if anyone says, but I don't really want to use it like you do, I'm not saying you do. Right. But it's like, you may not want to be a master chef, but if you're holding a knife in your hand, you got to make sure you're not going to cut yourself with it or accidentally stab somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Right. What do you want your intuition to do for you? Mm -hmm. Then you'll understand how to work with it. Maybe things you don't really need to do. Um, if you're not interested in talking to dead people, you don't need to go on a ghost hunt. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, find out what you love and make it work around there. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful because as I, I like you had a checkered career, mm -hmm. like navigating the things and like finally like what really brings me joy and that question, I mean, it's a little the overarching is mm -hmm. how do I live in a space where there's no separation? Because separation does not make sense to me at all. It's an illusion. Um, it's been my biggest life quest is why is there separation? Because it doesn't make sense to me. So like, so like it'll come out in like, how do I connect to consciousness with my clients? How do I show love to people? And that's coming through cooking and baking. Like, how do I create community for just how do I create community and how do I connect in a non 3d way? Bless you. Well, thank you. Um, one of the ways you connect with community is you drop your own shields. That is not be vulnerable and say, kick me, but it is be absolutely unafraid of being who you are. Now, mm -hmm. there are members of my family that to this day think that what I do means I'm a charlatan who steals people's money. They won't tell anybody. They say she's a motivational speaker. Live and be well, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's not going to make me change what I do. Right. But when you've done this for this long and the faster y'all can get to it, the better it is for you. Mm -hmm. um, you don't judge you and you don't judge them. Right. You know, bless and release. This mm -hmm. is me. Um, a lot of people, 
um, I did psychic fairs for years. I was on the road for 18 years. Um, my nickname was the Travel Channel because I was 45 weekends a year on the road. Oh. Um, Universe said, no, you're done there. Herniated yeah. disc and pinched nerve in 19. Rushed to get my business online, but what happened in 2020? But the years of murder hornet bingo and hold my beer. So they were just mm -hmm. watching to make sure I was good. Um, I'll still do shows within like an hour and a half drive. Mm -hmm. I walk in and I know that I walk in three feet before I walk into the room. Mm -hmm. It's just there. It's I, it's not a matter of I'm one of those psychics who goes my aura don't stink. I'm not. <laughs> but I am not threatened by any other intuitive there. Mm -hmm. um, and um, frankly, a lot of people say, how can you share so much with other people? Aren't they going to take your clients? And I go, no. Right. Because there, I'll, there's one student I have in my Patreon group who is going to be magnificent and fabulous. But she is just starting on the road. She's 40. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for decades. I'm almost 70. She's not competition. Right. She's the next generation. And we need mm -hmm. to raise the next generation. Mm -hmm. um, I have a fabulous friend. Her name is Catherine Nock. She is one, whoa, baby, fabulous animal communicator. She's in England. I will send people to her because I can talk to my main coon cats, mm -hmm. but I am not an all breed master the way she is. Mm -hmm. My buddy, Stacy Wells, known her for 30 years, the best medical intuitive in the United States. I send people to her because I'm sorry, I'm a hypochondriac. I fainted blood. No, don't ask me about your health, please. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and frankly, that's one of the things about a true professional. We know when it's not us, mm -hmm. but we have our inner astral Rolodex. That doesn't date me um, for who to send you to. And we don't worry about, oh, my God, is that a client I've lost? We don't worry about what are they going to think of me? Mm -hmm. You dedicate yourself to the you take your work seriously, but yourself not so much. Mm -hmm. That's really where it is. No, I completely That's agree with that. Practical intuition means anybody can do it mm -hmm. absolutely anybody you just have to learn the basics and ask yourself why are you doing it mm -hmm. to prove something to be better than somebody else it's not going to work for you right you're doing it because you respect what you've been given by spirit and maybe it can help some friends it'll pour in mm -hmm. no i know the difference because uh Oh, I know you do. I'm yeah. telling all no. your kids out there. No, I know. It's this is like such a such a fascinating journey of like seeing the patterns of how I did things when I was younger to please at the expense of me versus like how when I'm in my own lane doing my thing. I don't care what any else, what anyone else thinks of me or what they're doing. I mean, I, I love everyone, but like, I don't have the capacity to think about what anybody else thinks of me because <laughs> I'm doing me. And that shift is so liberating. Mm -hmm. And it's what Wayne Dyer said, remember what people think of me is none of my business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. God bless Wayne.
Mm-hmm. Definitely. And all his work in the world. And so you said you had something else you wanted to share with me. And I want to learn about, I mean, you're an author. I love that. Um, yeah. I have uh, writing tendencies <laughs> and have channeled, channeled book. Like I have, a, I've since 2014, mm-hmm. I've been channeling a book and it just comes in when I'm open to receive the next installment. And that's a fascinating thing because I'll just, and I'm, I like to handwrite. So for me to actually type out anything is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's like, I'll get the intuitive awareness and I'll just start writing something that I've never experienced before. It's a novel and it feels like it's another life that I'm channeling, but not really mm-hmm. because it is me, but it's not me. And it's this really fascinating download of of being of surrendering that that mm-hmm. sense of self into that greater um use of my skills, I think I want to say. Yes. Yeah, I get that. Um the other book that I think that's what you're talking about that I wanted to share is you may do practical intuition for yourself and that's great but you may also want to go to one of us mm-hmm. and i compare it to art museum you may love sculpture mm-hmm. and so you see rodin you see the egyptian bas relief you see all of that stuff mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean you necessarily want to come home with a chisel and a block of marble and find the camel right just appreciative Mm -hmm. and so the book that i wrote about that is the psychic yellow brick road how to find the real wizards and avoid the flying monkeys it is not a book (laughs) on psychic development Mm -hmm. there are 60 million books out there right this is you want to find a psychic you can trust Mm -hmm. you want to figure out what questions are useful Mm -hmm. you want to know how not to muddy the waters, when you should get up and run, et cetera. And it's all in there. And I have not found another book out there like that. That's beautiful. The reason reason I wrote it about 18 years ago, uh, really in the beginning, I was doing a show in Toronto, Ontario, 250 booths. And no matter how good the promoters are, they can't bet everybody. Mm -hmm. So across the aisle from my booth was your typical fake gypsy, Mm -hmm. the long skirts, the headscarf, the jingling jewelry, and the bad accent, you know. So (laughs) there was a woman who was walking down the aisle looking at each of the booths, and the gypsy runs out and grabs her arm, and that's called hooking, and it's as bad as the other kind of hooking. And Mm -hmm. she goes, oh, you no need to pay $30, $40, $50. I need your palm for 10 Come. Drags the woman into her booth behind the screen. 20 minutes later, we see the client leaving crying hysterically, and a bunch of us run over. Are you okay? What happened? Well, the gypsy had said, oh, you have a family curse. How many in your family? Four. You have a dog. $50 every family member. 25 for a dog. He's small. Three figs. And said if she didn't burn 400 specially blessed candles at the Roman Catholic Church, I bless real good. Only one dollar candle. Her entire family was going to die in a car accident in two weeks and she bought it. Oh, oh, oh. It happens. Uh, A client that I inherited. Mm. Um, He was in love with a woman down the street. She was married. She had a baby and a dog and a minivan. 
But the bad psychic gets said, oh, there are karmic knots to untie. And as soon as we do that, she will leave her husband and fall into your arms. Well, he came to me and said three years and $30,000 later, $30,000. He had still never met the woman and she'd had another baby. And so what do I do now? And of course, the psychic was off to parts unknown. Nobody could find Right, her. right. So these are all the things that I warn you about in this book. So you're safe. And I don't care if you never come to me after you've read the book. If it keeps you safe out there with other intuitives, all boats rise. We all yeah. need that. And, you know, I just put it on my own. I have a little 15 minute pod bite once a week. It's called the Psychic Elbrick Road. And today I talked about drive-by psychic shootings. Mm. This is because people watch the Long Island medium and think that's how it goes. You're in Wegmans feeling up the cantaloupes and she comes up and says, excuse me, your Aunt Doris says you have a bald tire in the back. If you don't get it fixed in a week, you're going to die. Talk, just telling you and walks away. No, 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 no. Oh. Number one, her PR people go and look at all the Wegmans on Long Island and pick one. Then they interview people and have them sign model releases. And then they rehearse it six times. But there are too many people who have the gift and use it who think that gives them the right to walk up to perfect strangers and start pouting what, uh, spouting what their guides are giving them for you. Yeah, no. And it's... if you don't, you don't know this person from Adam's house, cat, and they say, I have a message from your dad. No, I tell my people, you say, I'm sorry, I refuse. I do not want the message. Mm -hmm. And if they follow you, you do it again. And a third time you get the store manager or whoever mm -hmm. and complain about harassment. Right. Right, because, because you of, don't want you don't want a stranger in your energy like that. No, I mean, with me, I always ask permission before I do something. You are like Lily Dale. Lily Dale is the most famous spiritualist community in the U.S. from the 19th century. Mm -hmm. And if there's somebody from there, they might come up to you and say, "Excuse me, but my name is Reverend Shirley, and I'm a spiritualist at Lily Dale Assembly. I believe I have a message for you. May I come to you?" May I come to you as the magic phrase? And mm -hmm. if you say no, they'll nod, zip it, and go away thinking spirit will get an important message to you elsewise. Mm -hmm. It's like manners to me. <laughs> and, you know, even among other psychics and intuitives, it happens. Um, when I did four-day shows, which I used to do, 70 readings in four days and two lectures. Ooh. The end of the day, I mean, I'm doing this because I really hurt. Mm -hmm. And guaranteed, you know, we talked about it um, earlier. Little Dancing Raccoon says, hi, I know Reiki. I'll help you when she comes at you with her hands splayed. And I go, no, thank you. I appreciate it. But no, really, I can help. I would prefer you didn't. Just let me back off. And then they go, uh, you're not very loving light, are you? I go, well, you didn't listen. Mm -hmm. you know, don't screw with a New Yorker, honey. You lose. <laughs> <laughs> you just will. <laughs> But the thing is, <laughs> sorry, um, very cold wood stove, dry hair. Um, you can get some water when, if you need it. When you don't know these people, you don't want their energy, especially a healer, mm -hmm. getting in to mess with what you've got. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. I've, I've had, um, un I didn't have the awareness. I've had... Mm -hmm friends 
um mm -hmm. no longer friends but friends yeah. like do the entanglement thing with me and the effort it took me to untangle mm -hmm. was insane because it was like I don't recall giving you that much permission to get in my space that much that I actually am I'm like like you're nervous and I'm feeling it no that's not cool so I had to like unwind myself from that mm -hmm. and on a greater level like how how we show up with mm -hmm. anyone not just as a healer but like the more intuition the more intuitive you get the more aware you become of how your field affects others yes yes and frankly if you are so intent that you know you need to give us a message or you need to heal us even though we don't want it it means that your ego is more important than our free will in your mm -hmm. mind and that is big wrong kids mm -hmm. big wrong you do not trample on free will of anybody's you might get in the way of their karma they're going to miss a lesson you leave them to do what they need to do mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and like when, when you tune in, I mean, I, I know I use uh, frequency and resonance to understand how things happen in the world. Cause my left gotcha. brain loves quantum physics, just like it's eye candy for me. And that makes gotcha. my right brain happy because then I don't have to like, it has some, the left brain has something to focus on while the right brain's just doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a lovely balance. And like, I can tell like I'll give an example. I was um I live in small town Oregon right now and we went to the big town uh with 16,000 people. We went to a local Walmart and then a Safeway and then a grocery outlet uh cuz we had a, an ice storm. And mm -hmm. like we all everybody went out like oh good we can actually finally drive. I felt a malaise, a dismay, uh, uh like a dark gray film over the energies of the spaces and i know certain stores i'm not going to mention which ones just have that innately but it was magnified and i and i do energetic protection before i leave the house every time mm -hmm. i got disoriented i was doing stupid shit <laughs> and i'm like this is dense this is really mm -hmm. dense and like having like it took me like I'm like I, I need ground when I get out because I was just I was not me and I could feel it and I'm like wow this is mm -hmm. really fascinating that this is why I don't like crowds is because like I'm that sensitive to feeling the shifts in energy and I've always known that like I've I've always gotten really tired in museums and I didn't know until about 15 years ago why it was because I was picking You're up picking on picking up so much residual energy from all the artifacts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now I spray myself with sage before I go in mm -hmm. <laughs> because yep. Yep. it's like that's a lot of energy. And and had I know had I had the awareness of that's what I was walking into post ice storm and the magnification. Now I know, like anytime there's a snowstorm of any sort, I'm just going to bring my sage and spray before I go in a store. It was wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you feeling... Two questions. Are you feeling, A, more people becoming interested in 
their greater selves? And then B, are you feeling a shift in the consciousness on the planet? Well, that is a tightrope to walk with fire on either side because mm -hmm. um, you don't want to talk about religion. Right, right. But it's the lines are being drawn. Mm -hmm. The lines are being drawn. Yeah. Um, there, you know, a lot of the energy has been hallmarkified. Mm hmm. Um, it, it's like I've got not only a tarot deck, but I use seven or eight different oracle decks. One of them is the fairies oracle, but these are not your Utsi Kitsi fairies. These guys are the wild hunt. They're drawn by uh, Brian Froud, who did the puppetry work for Labyrinth and Dark Crystal. I have seen that. That's an amazing deck. That yeah. that that's like that is spine chillingly amazing. There's an example of a card. Yeah, right there. Lacey's daughter. Um, <clears throat> but there are people who come to me and go, oh, they're scary. I went to Angel Destiny. And so they don't want the full three-course meal of what spirituality is all about. Mm -hmm. They want the circus peanuts. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I can help you with circus peanuts, I'm happy to do it. Mm -hmm. Um. But a lot of that is what I teach. My third book is called You've Got the Magic Who Needs a Genie. And it's every single thing that <clears throat> I learned 18 years on the road. My nickname mm -hmm. was the Travel Channel. Um, why should they have to reinvent the wheel? And it's things like, you know, what happens to us as children can be very useful or traumatizing when it comes to our intuition. Mm -hmm. So... Let's say it's a very crowded fair and I have uh, Beverly and she's got her little two-year-old muffin on my lap, on her lap. And she's going, mommy, 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 card, 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 card. And so Beverly looks at me and says, oh, please, can Muffin just pull a card? Because she's not going to leave us alone until she does. Now, if you have only got a tarot deck and you're going to let little Muffin choose a card. What are you going to do if it's like, oh, look, Muffin, death. <laughs> so I have a deck, it's called Cat Wisdom. Mm. And it is nothing but pictures of little kitties with maybe a puppy or maybe a squirrel and Muffin can choose. And it's, oh, look, Muffin, see, Muffin's not going to be scared by the kitties. I know, mm -hmm. I, I got to fix it there. Um, so everybody that I train who wants to do this professionally knows they must have a child's deck, even if they don't read children. Because with me, I won't read anybody under 18 mm -hmm. um, because they don't need to know are they going to pass calculus or who's going to go to the prom. Right. On the other hand, if this is an indigo or a crystal for a rainbow child and they're coming to me for some spiritual guidance, mm -hmm. what do I do if, blah, blah, I'll read them. Yeah, that makes but, sense. Yeah, but under that, just uh, divination, they don't need. Mm -hmm. I'd rather they, they go look at the world and find it out for themselves. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense because it's, I don't know, it feels to me that I'm not quite in your age group. I'm, I'm 
just shy of 14 years younger than you. Um, okay. But our wave um, had a lot to clear, I'll say. Mm -hmm. And the ones... So you're Gen X, right? Yes. Okay. I'm Gen X, so I'm. that's why I'm not quite in your... You're not a boomer. I'm not a but boomer. Speaking of that, um, I also try to explain to people my age, you have to be an elder, not a boomer, and there's a big difference. There is a very Boomers big difference. Boomers talk about <clears throat> how everything was wonderful when we were younger, which it was, uh, and we could do this and we could do that. Why can't you make it happen? You're just lazy. But bullshit. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. When we were growing up, we weren't afraid we were going to get shot dead in school. Mm -hmm. We weren't afraid that the earth was going to be uninhabitable in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. We weren't afraid that we'd be attacked for voting a certain way, choosing to take a certain medication, loving a certain way, living in a certain place. Mm -hmm. So kids these days have it much harder than we do. Mm -hmm. Being an elder means you get off the stage. You get out of the spotlight. You start giving it to Gen X, Gen Z, mm -hmm. millennials. Mm -hmm. You don't offer your information unless they ask for it. Mm -hmm. You learn to be a third trencher. Now, what's a third trencher? You may know, but the audience does. In World War I, it was trench, word, world, uh, trench warfare. Not enough coffee today. <laughs> First trench, you went over the top. Second trench, you got ready to go over the top. Third trench was medics, food, supplies. Mm -hmm. And we have a 15-year-old geriatric Maine Coon who needs to... <gasps> Hello. That's, Man that's Baron Manfred, named after the Red Baron. Oh, my goodness. Um, he's beautiful. Uh, and he's obstreperous, and he wants what he wants. Anyway, back to this. Third trenchers means that if there's going to be a food event for the homeless, you pack the lunches, you do the dishes, you let the planning and the PR and the talking in front of the television cameras go to the youngsters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They need to put their stamp on it. Mm -hmm. That is when we are going to be most useful. Mm -hmm. It's why I teach the up-and-coming intuitives. Mm -hmm. They're going to have their own stamp on it. They're not going to be like me, and that's right. fine. Right. But I will give them everything I know so they don't have to reinvent the wheel should they choose not to. Mm -hmm. That is such a gift because like, having that greater awareness of... recognizing the gifts you have and passing them along for others to bring them forth mm -hmm. um, and stepping aside because you still know your worth and you're confident in yourself enough to let others shine is such an important space where we are right now. I'm, I, I love collaborations. It's like my favorite way of being. I have zero interest in being the one, the champion of the whatever, because it is so much more fun to make something bigger than me. Yes. 
Yes. And they may have an ingredient you don't. Mm -hmm. Most likely. And that's what makes it so beautiful. I know. Uh, you, you, you think about the Reese's peanut butter cup commercial who got the chocolate in my peanut butter. No, you got your peanut butter in my chocolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But look what happened. Right. So. Right. It's this beautiful space. And I, I know you understand the collaboration since you've been in film and acting that space Mm -hmm. of the production mm -hmm. where each being has a has a role to create yeah. a a greater than one can be and that i think and sense yes. that that's ultimately where we're heading is it that has to be. it has to be we are not going to be able to be as separate as we are mm -hmm. with the world collapsing the way it is we have got to work together we have got to find compromise. Mm -hmm. I agree. And in that space, so I took a, a leadership training a year and a half ago, and it was how to be a leader through your heart. Mm -hmm. And it was a leader of yourself. And the gift of that was to... see the gifts everyone brings to the table mm -hmm. stop thinking zero-sum game that's mm -hmm. a it's a paradigm shift that i feel um the more that we show up in that space the more we can um ripple effect that out mm-hmm very much. Yeah. Um, when you collaborate, you go against scarcity thinking, mm -hmm. which is why we have wars, which is why we have billionaires. Um, we have to learn to share mm -hmm. and be unafraid of the consequences. Mm -hmm. How, since you mentioned the fear, have you seen an uptick in anxiety over the past few years? Good Lord, yes. Anxiety, hate, and rage. Mm. Trust. Yeah. It's been... Which is why gun violence is up, mm -hmm. which is why... I mean, it's not that we were so much better, but even 15 years ago, you would never have expected something like January 6th. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't matter whose side you were on. Mm -hmm. The idea that American citizens would be so enraged about something that they would try to yeah. tear down the government, that's, yeah. that's a sickness. That mm -hmm. says what we have is not working. We mm -hmm. have got to break it down and rebuild. I completely agree. I completely agree because that space, we've lost that awareness of the oneness of like you and I are completely different in that we live in different spaces. We have different gifts, um, but we share that thread of chi that connects us all and we all have the same needs 
Yeah. We want shelter. We want food. We want security. So like when you take that, like for me, I do not care about politics. I, you know, being a former historian, recovering historian, um, I was a news junkie mm-hmm. and I'm at a space right now where it doesn't matter to me. Like, how's your soul? How are you tending to yourself mm-hmm. in a way that is beneficial for self-love, which is different than narcissism, um, very different than narcissism. And how are you showing up for yourself, which is going to affect how you show up in the world? Mm-hmm. I agree, especially because if you know anything about astrology, Pluto has entered Aquarius. And we and just ended Kali Yuga, too. There you go. Um Pluto was last in Aquarius during the Civil War, mm-hmm. during the French Revolution, during the American Revolution. So there's going to be revolution. Now you mm-hmm. can either look at this scared or you can look at this as the natural order of things. Mm-hmm. And what you see around you, if you're a one percenter, you don't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. The other 99%, they're ready for a revolution. They are mm-hmm. ready to see equality they are ready to see freedom of self i can choose to love i can choose to have a baby or not i can choose to cover my face or not Mm -hmm. they are ready for the next phase of humanity Mm -hmm. um it's going to take at least 20 years i don't think i'm going to be here to see it but it doesn't mean i don't do my work now Mm -hmm. Born now, given these gifts, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Feed people, heal, or at least take away pain, which I can do hands-on healing. Have the books they want to read, tell them the stories. Mm-hmm. So that when the tide turns again, and it will, they're ready to build something new, something better. Mm-hmm. And again, practical intuition. You are going to know what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting you said the word revolution because my master's degree was studying revolutions because I wanted to know what they were and uh, what worked and what and didn't. why they were. And why they didn't work. And uh, I'd say all of them ended in failure because of ego. Mm-hmm. So how do we take the lessons, the positive lessons, like Mao Zedong, amazing leader until he got into power. Amazing leader. Like when he, when Japan was attacked and Chiang Kai-shek were attacking his his followers, he saw the equality of women. He stopped foot binding in China. I mean, that alone, big deal. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, And wanted to raise the peasants like he had beautiful ideas but then he got into power and then it went to shit (laughs) because cultural revolution was not a good thing no even the even the hundred hundred lotus campaign i think it was trying to remember my chinese history like but like prior to like when he was a revolutionary and he wanted everybody educated and he wanted to get rid of the foot binding and he wanted like all those ideas, those were beautiful. 
Yes. He just like it just stopped when he got into power because he forgot he was the same. It's why when you look at George Washington, the fact that they wouldn't he wouldn't take the title of king, I'm president. Mm-hmm. And at the end of a certain number of years, I leave and mm-hmm. I go back to being a farmer mm-hmm. was astonishing. It yeah. wasn't what people would expect. Right. You won, you keep your king. No, I, it's not my town. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just such an important space to like not like we're all sovereign, mm-hmm. but we're not sovereign over another. Mm-hmm. It's like having that space of, and we've never done this before with this level of um, awareness of like, how do I be sovereign in myself and you are sovereign in yourself? And how do we meet each other in that space and co-create from that? Right. How can two equal bubbles manage to meet and become one without one popping. Mm-hmm. You That's think about soap bubbles in a bubble bath. You can you can get that idea. <laughs> that is a good analogy. I like it. So how how do um tuning in? How do you see us opening ourselves up into intuition more deeply? I was trying to tune into the question that was coming through. Remind yourself you can't get it wrong. Mm-hmm. You get it right or you learn. Mm-hmm. Don't judge it. You know, to this day, as good as people tell me I am, I still remind them, even the best of us is only 85% accurate. Mm-hmm. The only one 100% accurate is God, and he's not doing Zoom readings this week. So, <laughs> um, you got to keep notes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you keep an old-fashioned notebook or a section of your iPad, whatever. Today, I got this intuition. I followed it, or I didn't follow it follow it up in a few days what happened mm-hmm. there are going to be times you're going to go geez why didn't i see that it's because you're human mm-hmm. and we are taught to always question ourselves never trust ourselves mm-hmm. you know my first book um clean out your life closet was a self-help book and it was designed so that you would learn to trust your own knowing mm-hmm. because everyone has bought a self-help book I often say, I'll pay a hundred bucks for old cash if you've proven that you haven't. And I remember my first self-help book when I was 18 or 13 in 1968. I don't remember the first paragraph. Judy has a groovy wardrobe. This is the 60s. Her makeup is fab and her hair is far out. But nobody likes Judy because Judy's fat. Right there in one paragraph, every single American teenager was told, you are freaking worthless unless you're thin. Everything else didn't matter. You had to do what they said. And to this day, there are one one of the books when I was researching said, well, you have to get up two hours early every day and do yoga and avoid food with leptin. I'm sorry. If you're a single mom with two preschool kids and a job in Milwaukee, you ain't going to do that. Mm 
Mm. So my book, every chapter is, here's some of the dumb things I did. Um, here's maybe a client story. And here's some, some suggestions. But then the adventure pages are what you must answer through your own life. You are not going to find it on page 82. Mm -hmm. There's a chapter in here called How Perfect Destroys Good. What are the questions? Where do you beat yourself up most often? Why? Reimagine one of those times when the idea is good can triumph over perfect. What does it look like now? How would your life change if you stopped thinking perfection was the only correct response to a project or situation? Mm -hmm. So by the end of that book, if you do all the end of chapter questions, that is your personal mm. manual. Mm. And your friend could buy the book the same day and do all the things and it would be her personal manual because her answers would be different. Mm -hmm. What was important to her are different parts of the book from you. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Mm -hmm. We've got to learn to trust ourselves. Yep. or nothing will work and there will never be compromise. I completely feel that. I love that so much because that is such it's such a shift of pleasing others to not being in a space of pleasing so much as just to tuning into that inner knowing. And it's practically beaten out of us as we're kids. The mm -hmm. example I use, four-year-old little girl. Here's a plate of cookies. She's smart. She knows there's more in the big one than the little one. So she reaches for the big one. And her mother goes, you're bad and you're selfish. So you're not even going to get a cookie. And she gives it to your little brother who eats it at you. And then she compounds it with, besides, girls who eat cookies get fat. Nobody likes the fat girl. Do you really want the cookie? To the point where by the time we're seven, we have been subliminally legend into thinking if we want anything we're wrong we're bad we'll be punished we have to run to somebody else to get it which is why when women come to me empty nesters retiring and i say well what do you want to do they panic i don't know mm -hmm. what would you i have no idea because wanting has been demonized and beaten out of them but if we don't learn what we want we can't be authentic Mm -hmm. We can only be reflections of what other people tell us we have to be. Mm -hmm. Such a powerful truth. Great song. Mm -hmm. mm. I am so completely, utterly humbled and grateful to know that you are on the planet with me. Oh, please. I'm just me. You are, but you're you. That's what I mean. It's like you're not you're not special, but you're you being you. And that's what I'm honoring is that authenticity because it's such a gift to be a reflection of that. And so that's that's, that's why I'm own. saying it. Yeah. You know, I what what is it that the new doctor said when he separated from David Tennant? I'm really, really me. Yes, I'm really, really me. Mm -hmm. I'm not anybody else's version of a psychic, anybody else's version of a self-help person. I am just what you see, listen mm -hmm. Well, thank you for that. Oh, it's fun this way. Why would I, I not? I, I know. I, <laughs> and I'm going to ask you one final question so you can have yep. a little break in between podcasts. How can people find mm -hmm. you? Oh, they can't avoid me. You really can't. 
you want to go to my website, which is corbymitlive.com. Um, it's got dozens and dozens of articles. It tells you everything that I do. There are two dozen different kinds of readings. You can catch my little pod bite of a podcast on that as well. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Pinterest. You can find a lot of interesting things on my channel on YouTube. It's all Corby Mitlive. Um, and if you want to work with me as a student, go find me on Patreon. Thank you so very, very much for your time and sharing your wisdom and your beingness. It was fun. Thank you oh, for asking. You're so welcome. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day, my dear. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside in your bones. You will know, trust and let go.